Does everybody know what time it is? Insert cold open here. <laughs> That's right. It's grunt work. I see you driving around town in your dumb hot rod, oh, no. and I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess the change during the season was a bluff. So I'm like, fuck you and fuck you too. Said, if I was Richard, would oh. I still be with you? Oh. <laughs> now ain't that some shit. <laughs> and although I hope for the best, you still put my patience to the test with a episode of Grunt Work. The only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that throws the baby but keeps the bathwater. Oh, well, that's I am got to conserve your water. host, Landon. Do you need a hug, Solano? <laughs> Joined always by my co-host Truman, eggshell cap shoe caps. Ooh, egg eggshell cap shoe. Like <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I like it. Uh, they're colors on a wheel. Truman, oh, it's I good see. to see you. It's good to see you too, Landon. I think that uh, I was at a wedding once where I heard a wedding band play the clean version of Fuck You, Forget You, and I think that that also applies to this episode <laughs> very well because I can feel it happening in real time. <laughs> you know I sang at a, ba- uh, a, a wedding once? <laughs> I sang with the band. Well, I, I, like before or after they opened the bar? Uh, how long after they opened the bar? I I wasn't drinking at the time. I don't think. Oh my god, you were just you were just off yeah. pure adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're here to talk about TV show Home Improvement. Wow, no bullshit this time. Right into it. This is a this is oh. a plot heavy episode. Oh, I'm using the plot heavy episode to go into some bullshit. Okay. Uh, as I revealed Ain't last that week, some shit. I am while this this podcast is about the TV show Home Improvement life is about the real home improvement. Mm. As I am now officially a homeowner, when we were recording last Woo! week, I was about to close. Woo! I have closed. Uh, I have the keys. I've gone through the place. I am taking stock of what needs to be done, making plans. Uh, you know, I have one outlet that doesn't work. I got to figure out how to how to get that. My, my, my boss today was like, uh, go check the breaker box before you start digging in the wall. Wow. <laughs> Like, oh, thank you for telling me. I totally would have taken the panel off before going to check the breaker box. I wish your boss hadn't told you that. You would have had a Tim Taylor experience. You would have electrocuted yourself in your own homeland, and it would have been perfect for the podcast. Uh, While going through the place, you sent me a text the other day that I I can't walk downstairs into my basement without laughing now. (laughs) Because Truman Truman is such a good friend, for one thing. He knows how big of a deal the basement having a basement and an unfinished one that i can make to my own dreams come true uh is to me and he texts me show me that basement bitch god damn right i did a a video of me walking into the basement and he texts back you should install a pipe low (laughs) enough that you hit your head on it every time you walk down the stairs and i can't help but laugh every time i go down the stairs in my basement now <laughs> that that's that's your only housewarming gift from me by the way enjoy that the video he sent me but of, of him like the, the video i get in response of just landon walking up to his basement door kicking the odd cat door that's been installed in there and then walking down the stairs into this dark basement looking around 
and it's all just point of view shot from Landon's camera with no sound. And the whole time I'm thinking like, wait, Landon loves horror movies. Is he, has he finagled a jump scare into this to make me shit myself? It's, uh, I, and that's my gift to you as a friend. Th- thank you. That's you, my, you always get to live in that, that headspace. Th- thank you. His basement totally rules though. Let me tell as an unbiased observer, his basement is bigger than my whole damn apartment. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Here's what I want to talk about, though, Yes, is I've got a couple squeaky stairs going down to the basement. I'm sure you heard them in the video. I've got just a a number of things uh, around the place that I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I've got some actual home improvement to do. And Truman, Landon, I'm here to tell you, I had a revelation this week. Oh, okay. I feel like I feel like you have revelations from time to time. And I I, I, I don't know. I always like yeah. it when you have one. So tell, tell okay. me what this one is. Well, I had one last week about Tim not being in hurry, which blew my mind. That and was, so I feel like yeah. I'm on a revelation kick right now. <laughs> You're on a revelation roll. Here's the revelation I had. I got shit to do. I don't know how to do it. But there's a World Wide Web full of eh, varying quality <laughs> yeah, <laughs> advice out there. Yeah. And the revelation I had was, my God, how nice is it to have a trusted source like Bob Vila? Mm-hmm. You see him in a video and you know you can trust this video. Yes. And even like on his blog, on his website, I'm like, I was looking up some sleep solutions for when I have company because I don't want to have multiple beds. I only have two bedrooms and like, I don't I'm like... How do I, I want to, I don't want to store a bed, a mattress somewhere. What do I do? Anyway, mm. beside the point, even though I know he might have some paid sponsorships through his blog, I'm like, I would still trust a paid sponsorship on the Bob Vila blog more than I would some random Joe talking in a YouTube video. Bob Vila doesn't need a sponsor who he doesn't support or agree yeah. with. Like Bob Vila That's can what... walk away from anything. But, but this is, a, this you're, you're kind of proving my point, which is. I don't know that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm taking that on faith, uh, based on his you know image, and this is where you run into kind of tricky territory where it turns out he's been embezzling for years and he's been abusive to everyone, and there it paints a whole new chapter on his departure from this old house. Like th- that could be the case, but as someone who doesn't know shit and is in a position where it's so easy for me to be taken advantage of because I don't know anything, like. New homeowner, new parent. Wait, wait, you're... Not, I'm not both of those things. Yeah, I'm, 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 like... I'm sorry. I was nodding along, and then I was like, "Wait, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> one of these things I did I, not get a text about." Those are situations in which you are thrown into a situation, and if you're not prepared for it and don't know anything, you're going to get a lot of like buy this product and do this thing and make it this way, which. It's hard to know where to go for the quality advice. So I've really just like whether or not he is. I appreciate the image he's he's kind of built for himself over the last three, four decades yeah. uh, as a trusted source. That said, putting myself into the home improvement universe, I would not trust Tool Time or Tim as far as I could throw him. Like, 
I don't know how he can be successful in this world. I, you know, I was because I, I was kind of coming to that same conclusion listening to you, to you go through this. It's like, what would it have helped you if Bob Vila had cultivated a personality as a blowhard who routinely injures himself no. and doesn't know how to use his equipment? That that wouldn't make you more likely to trust his advice on his show. I, I, I so it's it's kind of like giving me a new perspective on the audience for Tool Time because it's like. Okay, I have watched a couple of this old house YouTube videos. Not the Bob Vila ones, but the the other ones. Oh, and the imposter, this old house. Yeah, this new house. No, I, this old house still continued after Bob Vila. Yeah, I mean, but there's it's, a whole. But it feels like a different kind of house without Bob I don't know, Vila I, in I, it. I I think they're also a trusted resource. But the problem with them is that I was watching a video on how to fix a squeaky floor, and the. Uh, <laughs> the instructions that he was giving was so like, wait, let me stop you and ask you what tool are you using? <laughs> like there's a certain minimum level of understanding of what you were doing before you could even jump in. I, and the only equation I, or uh, analogy I can make is like someone jumping into the Marvel universe with like Dr. Strange and the multiverse um, of madness. Multiverse of madness. Oh, yeah. God. Like, Trying to make sense of what the MCU is just by watching that is kind of mm-hmm. how I felt watching this YouTube video. And I'm like, as far as the uh, uh, tool time audience goes, I wouldn't even know if Tim is making fun of things or to laugh at what his antics are if I didn't have a basis of understanding already. And it, so it kind of created this closed loop of like, well, if I already know the things that he's going to be covering on the show, and I know that he's only going to be hurting himself and fucking it up, what is the purpose of me watching this show? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like if to an untrained observer, you could watch Tool Time and think, oh, if I'm not getting electrocuted, I'm not doing it right. That's like a normal part of the process. <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to do this. I guess I guess I'm supposed to smash teacups using a backhoe. That's how it works. <laughs> Um, well, it, it, but then there's the, the other side of that, which is like, well, the people that do watch it and do get the jokes and do laugh at the show have to have such a deeply rooted understanding of home improvement that they're watching this for entertainment, not for education. Mm, yeah, it's like the daily show of home improvement yes. shows. Like, it only makes sense <laughs> yes. if you're up on the news. So, like, these people have yeah. watched, like, four other totally straight home improvement shows that day and then... And then Tool Time is the show that they watch to kind of have a laugh about all their inside knowledge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so maybe, like, all this time we spend trying to analyze Tool Time and what Tool Time is, we really need to be asking ourselves about the media diets of the Tool Time audience. <laughs> what, are the, what are the various other regional cable tool shows that are on that make it possible for people to be knowledgeable enough to have a laugh at Tool Time? Uh, I think there are questions that need to be asked. Uh, I don't know that we'll find the answers, but um, I, have you we, know, the investigation continues. Have we ever found a single answer in all the years no. of doing this show? No, we, we raise a lot of questions. We're, we're like the podcast serial. We ask a lot of interesting questions. Well, no, we ask a lot of questions, period. Yeah. And none of them get answered. <laughs> period. Uh, period. Um, oh. well, 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 I have a question for you, yeah. German. Yeah, yeah. Ask, what's that question? We watched the final episode, the season finale of season seven. Did we? We did. Did we? What was it about? Was there an it? Like, uh, <laughs> what okay. occurred before your eyes? Uh, okay. All right. 
I got, I've got a hike. I don't have a haiku for you, but I have a synopsis that is almost yeah, short I, enough to, to be one. We're, we're, we're both front-loading this episode with our personal reflections. Because there's just not a lot. Uh, Tim is upset when Jill goes on a local women's talk show and talks about Tim's eccentric behavior that stems from his recent midlife crisis. Also, Tim almost finishes his hot rod. And you th- and you're thinking, oh, kind of sparse this week, Truman. You half-assed it. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. I'm not the one who half-assed something. Uh, I I I don't even know how to respond to that. So let, let's just we're going to get to our personal reflections in a second. But for <laughs> I don't I don't even have the energy. I 13 minutes into the episode, and I've already lost the energy yeah, for this episode. I'm, we I'm, haven't. I'm, I'm done. You want to talk about Columbo or something? I haven't watched any Columbo, but do you want to just talk about it anyway? I have watched a lot of Columbo, and I absolutely want to talk about it. I, I want um, to start watching Columbo. It seems like a great show. I, it's going to be on Amazon. Yeah, maybe um, we'll do it. He was so great in here. vibes, Peter Falk, you know. Who <laughs> you do you want to guess that title? Yes, I do. <laughs> Folks, none All of right. my none of my guesses are good. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay, I need this. I need it. I'm walking away from the microphone. Go go for it. First option. Girl talk. Yes. I know that I've suggested that before. However, women talking uh, or the concept of women having conversations seems to undergird a lot of the themes of this episode, so that's why I'm suggesting it. <laughs> okay, I, I think it's more applicable here than it was in the last one you suggested. But yes, exactly. Uh, next option, reminding us that, that the, the thing that Tim needs to finish his hot rod is the canvas for the top of his hot rod. Tim on top. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Last Thanks option. Thanks for coming by. And this one, this one I think really encapsulates, I think, the level of kind of effort and energy that was put into the creation of this episode. Okay. Um, season 7, episode 25. <laughs> Ding 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 ding! Oh, two in a row! No, I, yeah, na, 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 na. I'm going to uh, say let's retroactively make that the official title of this episode. It's it is I, a it is a 22 minute unit of content. <laughs> this is in parentheses. The title? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, okay. You know, yeah. It's it's stamped I, on the side of it. It's government issued content. If you're I on welfare, so, you get this in the mail. I'm so afraid right now. I want to just bask in this moment, both for my own (laughs) well-being and just knowing that your life is about to change for your reaction to this title. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I don't know I'm, how I'm supposed I'm to react to this. In, I'm, I'm excited for you having this experience and for the listeners who maybe know the title already. I, I don't know how to react in this moment except to be excited, I guess, for this change that's coming. But tell me at your leisure, Landon. Make this moment what you okay. want it to be. No clues. I'm just going to I'm just gonna yeah, tell you no, what tell, it is. Tell me what it is. Title of Season 7, Episode 25, the season finale. From top to bottom... <laughs> oh boy I actually probably <laughs> would have gotten there if I'd half-assed like three more titles wow from top to bottom man it's it wasn't it great when I mean <laughs> no okay I'm not gonna phrase it with that construction isn't it funny that there was a time when people didn't know like enough about gay slang that they would use 
things that <laughs> didn't are even gay slang. That. Yeah, they didn't even think. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Um. I don't cool. understand it on a very fundamental level. Like until you had said something about him finishing the top of his car, like I didn't even get the top part of this title. Uh, yeah, because they say they talk about tops a few times, and I think the clo- the 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 only real play they make on it is uh, you know Marty makes a joke about uh, about you know a top is something a woman wears, but is it is it. The bottom part, the Tim has fallen from the top to the bottom. Like no. I don't, I don't, I don't no. fucking get it. I no. don't understand it. Uh, no, on the, a molecular level, the, the bottom part is just there because that it's the second part of an aphorism involving <laughs> top, or not even an aphorism, just a pairing of of words, just a series of words before before My and God. after category on Wheel of Fortune, guys. This episode that they chose yeah. to. End the season with of the most highly rated show on American television at that I don't time. Know, I don't. I don't think it's the highly most highly rated anymore. Last time we checked in with Mason's stats, uh, I think he was seventh. Okay, so, seventh. So that uh, means what, uh, uh, what? What? Like thirty million people were yeah, it's still watching huge. this at a time. <laughs> right. uh, meanwhile, the top rated show on NBC right now is Young Rock, which pulls in like one point four million <laughs> viewers on a good night. All right, um, listen. I got I got to give some stats and it's yeah, going to yeah. lead us into our personal reflections. Okay, cool. Give us some stats. Uh, this episode stats. aired. This episode aired May nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. This is the closest that we in Gruntwork have been to uh, recording because it's May twenty third as we're oh, recording. Oh wow, this, yeah, you're and right. This episode aired on May nineteenth. You, you, um, you feel that energy infusing every aspect of our recording right now. <laughs> it was directed by Pete uh, Peter Filsinger. Hmm. Uh, Good old, good old director from uh from ways back, written by Charlie Hawk. Now, you may remember the name Charlie Hawk. Uh, yeah, Hudson's son, right? Yeah, <laughs> famous jewel thief, his yep. kid who he had with Andy McDowell, presumably swinging on a star. On. Yeah, you might be swinging on a star. I hope at least one person listening has seen the movie Hudson Hawk and is laughing right now. <laughs> Continue. Charlie please. Hawk has written. My least favorite episodes of this show. Okay, he wrote the therapy episode of season six. Oh, if that if you if you're detecting oh. notes and hints and flavors mm, of that, yeah, in this yeah, episode. fine, uh, yeah, <laughs> a souciant of the therapy episode from season six. Yes, yeah, uh, I am not a fan of his writing. I'm just gonna go out there and say that I, I think he has a a very old view of what this show is to be writing in season seven. Yeah, you know, and if you're listening, sir, you know, no disrespect he to you personally. Okay, but if his, if any of his family members are listening, no disrespect to your, uh, yeah, no disrespect, but yeah, there's a pattern here with the work that he's done on this show. I'm not, I'm not speaking to him as a, as a person. I'm just no. saying my reaction to his writing is mm. not great. Yes. Okay. That makes okay. sense. So, Landon. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about this episode of Home Improvement? Was it your favorite one ever? <laughs> I I I have hit a new You ready? Okay, I already dropped one revelation on you. I have noticed this episode made me notice something about myself and when I don't like an episode of Home Improvement. Yeah. First of all, I want to give the context. In the past, Home Improvement has worn me down, and I will admit <laughs> that I may have had negative reactions just to being tired of Home Improvement. Yes. That's not the case here. 
I don't no. have home improvement fatigue. I'm I'm ready for some fast and funny action and you know hijinks. Yeah, we, we I, I'm were here for it. We were yeah. very up on this show at the beginning of the season. We were thrilled to be watching this I show. I would say we were up on the show f- up to like the last five episodes ago. Yeah, oh look, I was um, up on this show like two episodes ago. That's true, yeah. It was your favorite episode of television that ever exists. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, to- it totally was. <laughs> Fuck you, season four, episode 20 of Frasier. This is the shit right here. <laughs> um, okay, so I just want to lay that out there. I don't have home improvement fatigue. This is just a terrible episode all around on everything. And what it made me realize is the worse an episode is, the more I'm touching my face. I'm mm. I'm jamming my palms into <laughs> my eyeballs. I'm looking through my eye, you know, like through uh, my fingers as, as if I'm watching a horror movie. For, for the sake of Landon's complexion home improvement, do better or else he's going to break out in acne. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm going to break out in something else because I also realized Touching your face for my touching my face is an indication the episode's not going well. What, what, yeah, what does it mean when you're touching my face during an episode? Is the episode going <laughs> really well, really bad? <laughs> but when I break out in song, then it is a truly upper echelon shitty episode, and I don't think I've done it maybe since the therapy episode last season, where I am like. As Tim is walking through the scene, I'm going, fuck you, Tim, get off the screen. (laughs) Or if I break into song telling a character to fuck off or I don't care or get on with it or why am I watching this, uh, it's bad. It's it's just really, really bad. Grunt work, the musical, is not going to be uh, fun for the whole family. Just letting letting you know now before tickets go on sale. Yeah, not suitable for work. Um. I didn't like this episode. Truman, I would venture to say this is easily the worst episode of the season. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do a more thorough review ahead of the spectacular, but this okay, this third right. one might be the worst episode of the season. And it would be one thing if they put this in at, like, episode 17, but that this is what <laughs> right. they ended with. They chose <laughs> to end with this. And, and we know... Even from last week when we saw, you know, the Cinco de Mayo stuff, or was it two weeks ago? Um, that two weeks ago, they knew when these episodes were going to be released, so yeah. they 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 knew ahead of time. This is what we're going to go out on. They they uh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking one of my first thoughts was like, okay, well maybe they shot, you know, maybe this just got, you know, aired out of order or something like this. Was they didn't know this was going to be the last one? No, they did because they referenced last week's episode and the events of that episode in this episode. Yeah. Um, La- do you have any other personal reflections here? No, actually, I guess I do. Okay, no, the, my only real revelation that is different from anything that you've said is just that um, last week's episode would have been a great season finale. They totally Absolutely. should have ended on last week's episode. I know that we didn't love it. I'm editing that episode right now, and our, our opinions are not super favorable. But there was <laughs> at least... That made sense as a season finale because it's like going oh, to they, space. It's a big thing. Is, You're, like different you can places. Amp up the excitement. Yeah, yeah, different locations, character. You actors. can imagine the marketing. You know, on a on a, you know Wednesday night. Hey, tune Whoa. in for Home Improvement next week, where Tim goes to space. NASA's reach out to him. Will he go? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, that was <laughs> this. This episode has really unlocked the snark in me. And yeah, I, I apologize ahead of ahead of time. This this week on Home Improvement, has Tim got the right stuff? Jill doesn't think so. Tune in. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So that that's that's just want to like dive into this paper thin episode of yeah this 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 episode shaped uh uh a product this um this this you know you go to the it's it's imitation crab this imitation episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I put as much thought into this as they did into this episode. Let's shallow dive. Yeah. Let's fuck it. (laughs) Let's just let's just go let's just go wading in the reflecting pool that is this episode. All right, what happens? We we start on tool time. Heidi is bringing Tim and Al out for Hot Rod Week. What happens? So Heidi's got a new hair thing going on. That's interesting. Um, it's Hot Rod Week on Tool Time. Isn't that every week? Uh, and uh, and Tim and Al come out. And they, uh, uh, Tim announces his countdown to coolness, which is the countdown until Tim finishes his hot rod. And, uh, they, uh, <laughs> then bring out Sparky to, uh, help Tim pick out the color that is going to be the color of the fabric for the top, the convertible top of his hot rod. And Tim and, uh, Tim and Sparky, uh, just kind of fuss for a while over what color they're gonna pick for the top of his hot rod and um that's the scene (laughs) and that's that's your cold open that's that's the show saying hey person who was watching whatever show was on immediately before home improvement i'm not gonna (laughs) guess uh here that this is them making their case for you should keep watching this and more importantly you should sit through all the commercials to keep watching this this is them making their best case for why you should sit with these people for the next half hour and it's and this is what they did l's in it True, Al is in it, and 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 Heidi's doing a new thing with her hair. So I mean, I guess there's that. There's that. Truman. Okay, Landon. I I will acknowledge. I'm just going to acknowledge right up front. I know in the past when an episode when I when I haven't liked an episode, I've gone. It makes me more critical, yeah. and I want to try to keep that at bay. That sure. the negative energy, at least, can, I can yeah, still be yeah critical about it. But I want to keep the negative energy at bay. But I have an important question to ask. Okay. Uh, kind of touching on what we discussed in the preamble about the type of people that would watch this show. And I am having a hard time wrapping my head around, A, how this really has any – like, why would Binford sign off on Tim having so many episodes about his – personal projects i don't that have nothing to do with binford tools because he's not working on it on the show so he can't show what binford tools he's using putting the thing together exactly binford tools isn't in the automotive game except for maybe tools (laughs) to make it go so this is not promoting anything that people tuning in for tools cares about yeah and he is selling it in a way that is like it is it's the fucking countdown to cool. I mean, yeah. there's a level of self-involved narcissism here that when I cuz I think I just get blind by taking things for face value. That I, I once I started questioning <laughs> the, the like logic of the audience versus the content that's being delivered to them, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Why would anyone watch this show? Even in the so not even in just the reality of the home improvement world, why would anyone watch? Yeah. I, okay. Well, I mean, look, if if we're being I'm a, honest, I can't I can't come to lunch this week because 
they're unra- uh, <laughs> they're unve- unveiling Tim's hot rod. I, I have to I have to watch uh, some some dude unveil his vanity project. Yeah, I, I, I it's very important for me to watch this broadcasted content where a man talks about something that is really important and meaningful to him and basically nobody else. Yes. Now, Landon, I agree with you, but I would also just say we are podcasters. Yes. So, I mean, we are kind of like the question of who would consume this? What, what deluded moron would think that someone wants to just see all of the, I mean, (laughs) I agree with every point you're making, but we have to acknowledge. I disagree. We no, we have to difference. you just you the, look too deeply. There is a difference. You look too deeply into this thing. You're gonna have I, to start asking some uncomfortable I, questions I'm, that neither I'm one of staring, us. I'm staring mad dog eyed right into the reflecting pool, and I'm gonna say there's a difference. Okay. It would be if we had a podcast about the TV show Home Improvement, and, and we, we came we on here, and I I started talking about my personal passion project of what, I don't know painting what, Warhammer figurines. You 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 did. You did, Landon. You did start this episode by talking about fixing up your house. It was home improvement related, though. Okay, okay, okay. I uh, I, I did the home improvement. I didn't right. just come on here and start talking about nothing. Okay, that's like, true. Yeah, that would be a Seinfeld about podcast. Reading some Alan Moore graphic novels that I've missed out on in my the course of my reading. Like mm-hmm. it's home improvement related. Okay, fair. Okay, so you're saying this is completely unrelated to. Like, the stuff Tim is doing yes. is completely unrelated to what the show is about. All right, No fair. one watching the show as a cable access tool show that's supposed to be educational, maybe, I guess. I don't know. He's mentioned that it's entertainment. But even as entertainment, like, wh- what am I – this isn't entertaining. The idea that you think your hot rod is cool is not entertaining to me. I – look, I – agreed, agreed. I, and and look, we, we, we'll table the whole greater, like, uh, okay. uh, uh, kind of uh, philosophical question of, like, who are we to criticize – Tim, be, <laughs> fair, but yeah. I, I, but I, I will also say we've made a lot of episodes of our home improvement podcast that are not about home improvement. I point you to uh, Made in Manhattan, Muppet Babies, Bigfoot, um, all great episodes. <laughs> they, all they great are... episodes that I stand behind. Okay, uh, well, you're right. That's a <laughs> that's a table for another argument. And another day. And, but, and um, Lord knows the episodes need to be longer and there need to be more of them. <laughs> so we'll get there eventually. Can I just like on a more on it just on a more literal basic okay. level. Take us to a literal level. Uh, Tim Taylor, uh, professional broadcaster. Been doing this for a while. Yeah. Countdown to coolness is the best name you can come up with. I mean, I get that. I like I come up with titles on this ep, you know, on this show a lot that are maybe not always good. But countdown to coolness, like, like, couldn't it be the 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 I, I don't know the car countdown or the uh, the hot rod hootenanny? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I it, no, it, I it's hear you. So half-assed. It's. I honest to God expected like this is a season finale. They're gonna bring back the Croyd. Like yeah. I expected Dan Aykroyd, Countdown to Coolness, to come out there in his sunglasses Countdown doing his awful <laughs> Blues Brothers dance. Yeah, like that's how cringe and and lazy it felt. I I don't know. I I really resent all the other. T- I resent myself. For all the times I've referred to an episode as being a little bit of show and mostly packing peanuts, 
Because I, I should have been saving it up for this episode, which is nothing but peanuts. <laughs> it is just styrofoam peanuts, as far as the eye can see. Um, yeah. Uh, oh so let's see. Yeah, Tim talks about how picking out colors. Uh, oh, men pick things right away, unlike a woman buying a purse. Ah, does this go Fuck. with my house? Just that's I. I, I am not convinced that my neighbors didn't hear the loud snapping noise when my palm smacked my forehead at Look, that moment. Smack your forehead as loud as you want, dude. You're moving out in a month or two. They like they really <laughs> piss off those neighbors. Uh, yeah, like, it, it's just, like, th- this. there is nothing there. It is really, it is really like, oh, we're going to have Sparky come out and help me pick colors. Ah, we're going to pick colors right away, unlike women with picking things, and they've got the color wheel. And then it's just... Tim and Sparky going like, oh, well, do you want to do, do you want to do beige or white? Oh, I don't know which one I like better. Like, Tim refers to white as honky initially, which He's, he goes, well, Sparky's trying to, you know, spark a debate over what color. I like yeah. eggshell, but off-white is also nice. Yeah. And Tim's like, well, I think after a long deliberation, I'm going to go with the color honky. And Sparky's like, honky? He's like, yeah, white. <sighs> And and then and then like here's the line we go out on. Al says, "Okay, a couple times now, Al has suggested colors, and both uh, Sparky and Tim shut him down." Al says, "I want to point out before yeah. before you get to the end line, this bit has been done before, and it didn't yeah. work the first time no. because we've already established that Al knows his colors, knows yeah. his pairings." Yeah. That Tim does not give a shit, so he doesn't need a color wheel to know he wants blue or he wants red. He doesn't give a shit about, uh, you know, Calypso pink, I think I saw on the wheel at one point. Like, <laughs> that's the shit he makes fun of. And when Al chimes in with a cashew, which what would have looked just as good as any color they're choosing, and they shit on him for it. My God, I, this, the, I knew we were in for a rough, rough ride. Al says, what about cashew? And Tim goes, we're talking about convertible tops, not what you store for the winter, Al. And from that, we go to our opening credits. That's the biggest, like, fattest line they could, like, give us a laugh off of. <laughs> and I will say, though, it did give us a transition of a squirrel in a convertible with a bunch of nuts in the back seat that made me laugh. Okay, okay. so there's something that we like. There's something we like. <laughs> but, like, even my notes, just from this moment before I knew it was coming, I was just saying... Th- the, the least interesting, least funny tool time segment in history, perhaps. What will the episode be, question mark? No idea. And <laughs> I don't think they knew when they shot this segment what the episode was going to be. I really think they made this episode up on the fly. Uh, Yeah, I would have preferred it made up of The Fly starring Jeff Goldblum because it's a good movie and I would have preferred to have watched that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, look, I've seen I've seen the T-shirt of it that you wear, and I oh, I yeah. guess I enjoy the T-shirt more than I enjoy this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, opening credits uh, yeah, happen, yeah, yeah, and then uh, we're at home where Tim is on the phone talking to some different dudes about the material that he needs for his new convertible top, and then Jill comes oh, home God. and announces to. Tim and the boys that uh, she is going to be on a uh, uh, women's panel show, a, a regional cable version of The View, I guess, called Women on Top, discussing women getting back into the workforce. And, t- uh, you know, Tim and the boys uh, handle that as well as one would expect. 
Um, yep. God. Okay. Where to start with this? Um, okay, no, this is the negative energy I was saying I didn't want to bring. Yeah, don't don't, don't bring that negative energy. Here's something funny. Tim is, uh, the people who Tim is, is talking to about the, uh, about the canvas for his, uh, his, uh, convertible top, they have funny names. He's on the phone, he's saying, is Big Jim there? Okay, well, what about Spanish Bob? Well, how about One-Eyed Ned? And then Randy or Brad or somebody goes, oh, sounds like he's calling a pirate ship. And that's kind of a funny idea, isn't it? Tim Taylor on the phone with a bunch of pirates? I mean, you could, like, that could be, <laughs> that could be fun. Isn't that a fun idea to have? Isn't that a, isn't that a neat concept, you guys? Do you think that the... concept is neat? The the joke, and it's mostly just the delivery of uh, uh, JTT. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, his delivery of the line of, who's dead on the phone with <laughs> a ship of pirates? Uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. What Boy, Tim is doing here is so, like, this is something would have been hacky for Bob, hokey for Bob Hope to do. <laughs> My God, I couldn't get words out there. Like, it's so, so, like, you can't hear. No, I didn't say, you know, whatever he says to Jill, and then the guy misconstrues it. And uh, I, I, I didn't even write it down. Line. Sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know. Why, why even? But yeah. he says something to Jill, and the guy mishears him, and he's like, no, I didn't say gams. I said, do you have any? Oh, God, just call me later. Well, yeah, because I think that, like, one of them, like, one, like Spanish Bob or One-Eyed Ned is deaf in one ear or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do, does anyone need to know? I don't think it matters. It's, um... I, I'm just trying to point out, like, this is clearly, it wasn't just an aberration. This is just very lazy writing from start to finish. Yes. From top to bottom. Ah! Uh, now I think the title makes sense. A++. Thank um, you. Yeah. So... I honestly, I don't even really know much of what to say about this. Like Tim is, <laughs> Tim is like Jill is going to be on a panel with some other distinguished women, an economist and yeah. a doctor, yeah. and I think uh, the boys are razzing her that she's not very accomplished or distinguished, which seems like kind of a cruel low blow from the writers' room. Um, uh, yeah, uh, she, this whole thing feels like a low blow to Jill. This scene in particular really bothered me. Yeah, um, for a number of reasons. One. Jill is filling up a tea kettle through its spout, not its top, which was, I don't know, just weird to me. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. the writers did Jill dirty by having her fill up a tea kettle <laughs> no, in such an ineffective just, way. I was so disconnected from the story that I started noticing that shit. But um, they, not, okay, so there, there is a seed of something potentially interesting here, and it comes 100% down to how Patricia Richardson is playing it. And I think she does a fantastic job in this episode. Yes. She comes in and delivers this news with a little bit of insecurity and unsuredness, mm -hmm. but kind of proud and, and honored to be asked. And, like, there is a there is depth to be mined there of, like, an entirely different episode that I would have loved to see. But instead, it's like, who the f why would anyone ask you on a show? Tim, are you going to be able around to watch it? Well, I got to watch you be on a show? I got my own show to do. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Come on. I, yeah, like he, like th there are there are moments in here where Tim is like grudgingly, uh, uh, like proud of her, or not even proud, but like being, you know, grudgingly supportive, but only barely. Like, oh yeah, well that's real <laughs> great. Congratulations, I'm glad you're on this show. That's really good. Like just, you know, checking the box, but, but puts in zero commitment to say that he'll watch it the next day at 4 p.m. 
yeah, and 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 you know, she she said, yeah, oh, it's on tomorrow at four p.m. You know, you, you're gonna watch it, and and he says, oh, well, that's what I'm meeting with the guys about new uh, new fabric samples, and then he gets a look from Jill and goes, but there's nothing I'd rather do than watch my wife on a talk show about women's issues, and yet, what does he do? Well, I mean, he does watch her on a show about women's issues. But... Okay, well, well, let's let's put your mark that for a second. We'll come back to it in a minute. <laughs> okay, well, then what does he do? I, I don't know. What does he well, do? No, no. I'm, I'm saying, well, I'll, we'll get to what he does in a minute. Okay. Is there anything else you want to finish out the scene with? No, no, no. Let's blast it. Okay. Then, uh, B- blasting we... it is my slang for going to the next scene, I guess. We're blasting into the next scene. <laughs> All right. We get a scene slide transition to Harry's hardware. So <sighs> we see, yeah, I this know. Is, Immediately... This is a real, real rogues gallery of things that we don't like <laughs> on this show right now. I know. The the scene wipes, and the first two characters you see are Harry and Benny. I'm like, oh, oh no, God. what's happening? So <laughs> you, what do we, you're in what hell. does Tim? What does Tim do? He says, I can't watch your episode because I'm going to be at Harry's Hardware tomorrow. And she's like, really? And he's like, you know, as you said, begrudgingly supports her. Yeah. Yet, he still goes to Harry's Hardware and doesn't postpone his trip so he can watch her show. And I want to point out. He's like, he says, I got to get home so I can catch, you know, whatever part of her show. But Harry's like, why don't we just watch it here on the small TV? And he pulls the TV out and starts watching it with all the guys. Like, it was just starting at that exact moment. Yeah, Tim had exactly. no intention of catching this episode. He he wanted to say he missed it in transit. Yeah, oh, sorry, babe. I was trying to get back, but uh, traffic was crazy. Yeah, no, he was like at the hardware store at the exact moment the show was starting. And also, conditions were perfect also because Sparky has to go to his step aerobics class at the time that the show is on. So it would have been very easy to just say to Sparky, hey, oh, you've got step aerobics tomorrow. Great. Let's meet up after your class so I can watch this show. (laughs) Tim is going out of his way to not be at the house. And it's only by the good graces of Harry, the surprise hero of this episode, that Tim is even able to watch it. No, we're not giving Harry credit for anything. No, I'm I'm not going that far. No. Uh, yeah, so... Okay, so, I mean, finish synopsizing. Basically, he Harry pulls out the, the TV, and what do we what do we see on the TV? What we see on the TV is this uh, panel discussion show where it's Jill and a host and, you know, this woman who's a doctor, an economist. Talk to me with Barbara Canfield. Yes. And the, you know, the women are all just kind of talking about how, um, how difficult it's it was to go back to work and how their husbands weren't very supportive and jill is initially saying oh no my husband tim was quite supportive when i went back to work but then as the discussion uh continues uh jill starts to be more not even more critical just more honest about the nature of tim's behavior over the past only over the past season and let's hone in on that i i really i I wouldn't have hit on it myself, but I just, I want to highlight that you said honest. So go yeah. ahead. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll just zoom in on this a bit because it's kind of a big scene. So she's talking with the women, you know, the woman who's the economist, the woman who's a doctor, both of them have kids. Oh, and we said we wanted to go back to work. Oh, our husbands weren't supportive. Oh, they were this and that. And Jill's saying, oh, well, no, when I wanted to go back to work, Tim was very supportive and he very helpful. He's a good husband. And like, I don't, and I don't know how much of this is. Patricia Richardson doing a good job of playing someone who is nervous being on television, someone with a documented aversion to public speaking who is now on TV. Like, that's, like, right. good character work. Um, but then, uh, as the conversation continues, you know, the 
the women on the show are saying like, oh, well, Jill, you're so fortunate. I mean, you've, you've got such a supportive husband. You don't have to deal with any of the problems that we do. And then Jill intercedes and says, oh, well, well, no, Tim is far from perfect. I can't discuss psychology with Tim because he thinks it's bogus. Oh, it sounds like you have a lot of anger and resentment for Tim. Oh, no, I could never be angry for a man in such a vulnerable state. What do you mean? He's having a midlife crisis. He's emotionally fragile. She starts to talk about how Tim is crying out for help, saying, well, he wanted to buy a hunting lodge with the whole family and take us take us up there to live there. He wanted to fly into outer space. In the middle of writing my master's thesis, he decided he wanted to have another baby. All things that have happened this season, regular listeners will remember. <laughs> so she just talks about these and she's and and the other women are saying oh and you have to oh you have to deal with all this and jill says well no i mean it's i just you know part of being a good partner is i have to listen to all of his ideas no matter how stupid or pathetic they are and <laughs> that's and so that's and then that's the extent and we are intercutting between this and tim and the dudes watching this on tv yeah. and all the guys laughing at tim and tim being upset by this so there's a fundamental problem with the premise of this episode oh you think so and that is <laughs> i do but I, I do my due diligence to talk about it okay all which right. is yeah. if tim has never once mentioned jill on his show let alone just soapboxed his way through his personal problems including the countdown to coolness for his hot rod uh <laughs> then maybe there is some water to tread in this episode. Yeah. But the fact that he has routinely, despite Jill's protests against it, gone on air and aired their dirty laundry completely makes any sympathy to Tim's character moot. Like, I don't give a shit about the toxic masculinity, peer pressure bullshit that's going on in the hardware store. I don't, he doesn't have a leg to stand on in terms of Jill regretting what she said and being mad at what she said i it's just it it is a broken episode on a on a very basic level the fact that like aside from the fact that there have been multiple episodes we've tra we've trod this ground repeatedly of tim talks about his personal life with jill on tv jill asks him not to yeah. And he nonetheless keeps doing it. There was a whole episode where just Tim was caught on video shit-talking Jill to his friends, people who Jill also knows and socializes with. Yeah. And th that is, yeah. doesn't even get brought up. Uh, and, no. and none of the things that Jill is saying here are untrue. Jill did expect to buy a hunting lodge and have the whole family just move up there with him. Tim did expect <laughs> to abandon his family for six months to go to space. He did expect Jill to just go along with having another baby and cross their fingers that it would be a girl because he hung yeah. out with a girl for one afternoon. And Tim bristles at the, at the suggestion that that is a stupid thing. Like, I, like, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back the curtain and reveal the, the, architect behind all of this like i i'm not even gonna get mad at tim right now i'm i'm kind of mad at the writer and the, wow. the showrunners for allowing this because the what happens in this talk show is there there's supposed to be a moment that the rest of the episode the second half of this episode hinges on which is jill wanting to uh, feeling the peer pressure of the professional women next to her and wanting to uh, seem at their level and kind of, you know, uh, you know, align herself with their, their plight and their experiences. Yeah. So when they say 
that their husbands were unsupportive, Jill suddenly is, you know, feels she needs to play a different game than, you know, saying everything is hunky-dory and my yeah. husband was supportive. Yeah. That is an interesting dynamic. Let's yes. explore that. And, you know, I, I've done it a number of times this season. I'm going to do it again. To me, the Monday morning writer's room oh, <laughs> version boy, here we go. is, like, make Tim okay with what happens. Like, the boy, the, the, he sees it and he's like, ah, well, I do it to you all the time. Take his, <laughs> the ending of this episode where he's like, eh, it's fine. I do it to you all the time. Yeah. Cut out the middle part where he's upset because, again, doesn't have a leg to stand on. Bring that up closer to the the middle of the episode and have Jill witness the ridicule that Tim has with the guys and then have an internal moment where she's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That was really unfair of me. And now you're being maligned by people like put it more on Jill's shoulders Mm. and that she's struggling with something within herself than something with Tim, because you put that to the test. You put that in a cage match and Jill wins every time. I don't give a shit. Tim has buried himself from episode one of the series i okay yeah so if it's jill if it's jill having to I, I agree i think that's a much better way to take the episode if it's jill seeing this and seeing oh shit i've become tim i'm doing the thing that tim does all the time and then it is internal struggle with jill and tim not really caring that much because turnabout is fair play that both makes tim look better because that makes tim look like mature in this situation yeah. and not be enforcing a double standard and it makes jill look better because it just is true to jill's character of being more in tune with her emotions being a psychology student yeah that's yeah. and i think that they opt for that latter thing it does they don't stick the landing but i think that's what they're going for uh especially once we see the the wilson scene which we'll get to in a minute but um and you know i think in the way that she performs it too like you can kind of see a little bit of shame in her eyes of like oh i'm going to places i probably shouldn't i'm being a little too honest and she you can almost hear like tim's voice in the back of her head as she's saying these things these things on camera um so patricia richards playing that they they try to go there but it just is is so undone by us having to see Tim's perspective on this. It, it's hard. This episode and the, the couples therapy episode a couple seasons ago, it's it's hard, and I think it makes me especially vitriolic because you see Patricia Richardson doing her absolute best as a great actress to sell these episodes, which are just fundamentally kind of cruel to Jill and cruel to the character and seeing... Patricia Richardson being a professional and going to work trying to make this thing work, trying to, in the words of BoJack Horseman, jerk this limp script until it's hard. <laughs> uh, God. It's, I, I know, I, no, BoJack said it, not me, I'm fine. I, okay. No, no, it, uh, it's not my fault. I, I didn't see you, can't get mad at me. I, I, it's because I brought it up, it's just saying something else someone else said. Um, I, it, yeah, it, it's, har- it's harder seeing her in these moments doing these mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. because she's because she deserves better as an actress. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, I feel extra robbed because I think that that is a richer episode and obviously it's a richer character and uh, you know, whatever I'm going to say a better performer to, to play those emotions. Instead, we're forced to go, Oh, Tim's pride is hurt and we have to watch 
the toxic toxic masculinity bullshit happened at the hardware store. Uh, and, you know, how is he ever going to save face in front of the guys again? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. That... <laughs> And that's, that's I think, the problem, you know, yes, you, what you've identified here is this pivot point in the episode, where, where this episode goes, instead of being about Jill feeling guilty about this and how it affects her, it is instead, oh man, the worst thing happened to Tim that could possibly happen to anyone. His friends laughed at him because a woman uh, said <laughs> a thing that embarrassed him. Nothing more humiliating than being being embarrassed by a woman like having your right. dudes laugh at you like I, like just like the the notion that this is a wound this is grievous in some way i mean i this is this is exactly the sort of thing that like if i, I don't want to put this i'm going to say on tim taylor if tim taylor in 2022 saw a millennial have a reaction to something legitimate would tell them you know what was what was the amazing phrase you used? Put some mud on it, you girl. Yeah, yeah. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's what he would tell you know a millennial in terms of like a reaction to something serious. But yeah, he is having that exact reaction to something that does not matter. <laughs> like, get the fuck over yourself, dude. Do some self reflection and like build up your insecurities so that you're not so fucking fragile in front of your male friends. Cool, dude. You've you've found the cure for this entire show. You found the, the answer to every single problem in the Taylor House. <laughs> um, I think that's just a new tool in our toolbox. Whenever whenever a boomer tells us to put some dirt on it, <laughs> just, 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 we'll find those moments where we can tell them uh, to do the same thing. You should you should work on self actualizing. Yeah, the boomers respond very well to that. You never individuated. individuated. Mm. Um, that was a season three callback. Uh, Man, your commitment to the show. Go on. Raise up the roof. Our spirits a little bit. Yeah. By going into a triad character actor corner. Okay. We've got uh, the panel that Jill's on uh, with a the pediatrician, Diane Peck. Mm-hmm. She is played by Judy Ann Elder. My goodness. She has a lot of credits, uh, mm-hmm. 65 of them, in fact. Mm. Uh, seven Pounds, the Will Smith movie. That <laughs> seven does not Pounds? <laughs> the Batman villain who they dreamed up on the Flophouse. Yes, go on. <laughs> NCIS, Desperate Housewives, Family Matters. Uh, most recently starring on a show called uh, Family Time. It looks like it ended in 2017. Mm. She has probably retired. Uh, she was on Castle, um, Becker. She was on Dead Man on Campus. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I forgot about that movie. Uh, the Pest with, <laughs> with John Leguizamo. Oh, oh my shit. God. This is a hit from the past, man. Oh, my God. I uh, only, I've only i only seen the opening credits of The Pest starring John Leguizamo <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> There's something else. When, I, when I'm in Wisconsin, we're going to watch The Pest starring John Leguizamo. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great uh episode of the next generation um the question is was judy ann elder on er was she on nypd blue not that i've seen uh no Mm, i'm still gonna say yes she was on er i'm just still getting that vibe season 11 episode 18 
in 2005 called Refusal of Care. She was on ER. So she uh, playing a lot of doctors, I guess. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So the, the the NYPD blue question is just completely decoupled from the ER question at this point. Like, at this point, yes. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I think just it's academic. Debunked. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Next one. Hit me with the next one. Uh, okay. The next one is the uh, economist uh, Kathleen Fitzsimmons is played by Lisa Robbins. She has 29 credits going all the way back to, oh, my namesake, Highway to Heaven, starring Michael Landon. Oh, hello. (laughs) The Kirk Cameron, Dudley Moore uh, body swap film, Like Father, Like Son. Okay. (laughs) She was on, uh, let's see, uh, Jake and the Fat Man, Roseanne, Night Court, um... She was in uh, oh that '70s show Jag, mm. but the question is, was she on ER? I'm gonna say no. You are right. She was never on an episode of ER. You're perfect, too, sir. I know, I know. Do it, doing well. I'm glad this counts for nothing. All right, what's what? What <laughs> do we got? Oh, we got left. We got the host. We got the host, uh, Joan London, playing uh, Barbara Canfield. Are you familiar with Joan London? No, I don't think so. I'm familiar with the city of London. It's a, it's in England, I think. Um, no, should Joan I be? London is a broadcaster. She uh, is known for Entertainment Tonight. Uh, she was a comedian back in the day with the late, uh, late Show on Hollywood Squares. Um, I'm trying to find what she was most popular for. She did a lot of like guest appearances as herself um, on things like Murphy Brown. Uh, I'm trying to find what she hosted i can't remember the name of it i want to say it was dateline but i i think it was something a little more campy mm. I, I like camp, an entertainment campier, campier than dateline what's a camp version of dateline the show that was created to update <laughs> the american public on the iran hostage crisis what's the camp version of that the dateline horror picture show <laughs> I want to say it was something like Entertainment Tonight, but it's not. That was Mary Hart. So I can't remember what it was that she hosted. Um, My God. And you'd think that I had uh, the internet in front of me, but I'm using a version of it that doesn't work so well. A version of the internet that doesn't work so well? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She did eight episodes of Today. These are all appearances as herself, so it's hard to say. Let me me see if uh, Behind Closed Doors... Anyway, she she's a famous um, uh, broadcaster. Okay, uh, not on ER then. I'm gonna say, um, not on ER, but she was on a TV series called Late Line, playing herself. Ooh, so clearly parodying uh, Dateline. K- kind of typecast, honestly, as the host <laughs> of a talk show, a current affairs talk show. Uh, yes. Indeed. So, um, Joan London, thank you for being here. Um, thank you. Thank you for being in this episode we really didn't like. <laughs> should we go on to the next scene? Yes, we should. Let's blast it. So, okay. uh, so back home after the show, Jill sneaks into the house where Mark is jamming on his guitar and Randy is studying. Um, boy, it sure is great that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is on this show and will be forever. I sure am glad that the last episode of the season that he's a regular on features him so prominently. Anyway. I don't think they knew that yet, though. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So... I think, if if memory serves me, I think it was uh, between season seven and eight. And this was also when they were trying to determine whether or not it would continue after season eight. The oh, show I see. The show itself 
there's a lot of contract negotiations happening uh, before season eight. So, so all of the cast was so busy with their lawyers that they barely even had time to focus on making this episode. That's the excuse. That's, there um, you are. All right. So anyway, Jill comes in, talks to the boys about the uh, the episode, uh, and is nervous that about how Tim is going to feel about it. Tim comes in. The boys <sighs> skedaddle. And uh, Tim and Jill talk about the episode. Tim is upset that uh, Jill would say things about him on TV that he does not want her to say. Jill points out that Tim does this a lot. Tim uh, finds some way to wriggle out of that uh, rhetorically. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then Tim is angry and storms out the door. Uh, So... I don't. I, I almost don't want to give you any notes on this because, like, I, I feel like I'd just be hitting the same points I have. It's not a good scene. I don't give a shit about Tim at all. Uh, uh, the episode completely fell off the rails here for me. I mean, yes. it did before this, but like, this was where I started singing. When when Tim walks in after Jill has been talking to the boys and and is clearly very nervous about Tim's response, Tim comes in from the garage and goes. Hello, Jill. And the boys go in unison, Goodbye, Mom! And they walk out. Probably the funniest moment in the episode. Didn't laugh at it, but it was funny. (laughs) So, yeah, this is all... I, you know, this is all just... Yeah, the same stuff. Tim Tim is so upset. Like, it... What, what makes it so especially humiliating is that he saw this at the hardware store in front of his friends, and his friends laughed at him. Ooh. And, uh... You know what it was like being down there with everyone laughing at me? Yeah, I don't think you do. I don't think you've ever been in that situation before. Yeah, you've never, you've never been humiliated in front, of, in front of a crowd by something that I did. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You don't have testicles. <sighs> Of course, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's not, you know, obviously verbatim what they say, but isn't there like a, oh yeah, I've lost my globes? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a joke here? At the the very end, like, because they they go through, you know, Jill says, oh, well, you say awful things about women on Tool Time all the time. And Tim says, I am paid to be a character on Tool Time, as though that's somehow, like, okay, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, okay, we'll finish your point. Well, I, I mean, let's just talk about it now because then we'll get the globes end the scene. So, yeah, I'm paid to okay. be a character on Tool Time. Are you, Tim? Right, really? Because we've been debating that for a while. So, okay, so you are <laughs> you don't actually believe those things on the show you host as yourself, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, uh, let, well, let's take stock for a second. I, I, and I'm going to – I'm setting aside my negative <laughs> vibe right now and getting – I'm putting my positivity conspiracy suit on. <laughs> That's a weird combination of emotions it is. to have in one suit. I, you need to talk to your tailor, a different tailor really, than the ones on this show. I just really want to switch up the vibe when I'm okay. talking about this. It's, is it like um, Two Faces suit that has two completely different patterns? <laughs> Are you flipping yes. a coin between like being joyful and 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 conspiracy? You're like you're either. Let's see how Landon feels about this scene. You're 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 either you're either Ellie Kemper on The Office or you're Alex Jones. Which is it gonna be, Batman? <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's just take stock of what we know about home improvement and Tim's, uh, I don't know, reaction to it. It's been established that it's an entertainment show. Yes. Right? Yes. He's said that in the past. He has. Uh, he is now saying that this is a character he's playing, kind of like the Hulk Hogan trial, where he's, Hulk Hogan is, his excuse was, I'm, I'm, don't confuse Hulk Hogan versus Terry Benilla. I think that if we're putting these things together, this isn't educational. This is an entertainment, and he's playing a character. 
we've seen zero evidence that Tim is interested in comedy or improv. Therefore, I, I, I think it's more evidence that this show is written. And if it's written, it's written by both Tim and Al. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. If it's written by Tim and Al, I would I, I then we have to, like, uh, cast a critical eye on Al for not flagging more of this shit in the writer's room. Well, here I now this is where I, I hear the conspiracy portion of my brain creating the circular logic here. But <laughs> hear me out. OK. OK. Uh, they write the scripts together. Tim puts in all of the shitty jokes that suck and Al goes, no, let's not do that. And Tim goes, okay, fine. And then they go to shoot, and then he just does them anyway. Yeah, all right, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, I thought that was going to be a longer <laughs> explanation and a harder argument I had to make, but then I realized how true to yeah, the character it is. I I've been watching the same show you have, Landon. You don't have to work that hard to convince me that <laughs> about these things. Okay, uh, okay, good. All right. So, anyway, but so he says this, you know, I am a character... On tool time. I am paid to play... And the only way that you can sell Binford tools is with rampant misogyny. That's the only way it works. <laughs> Lord knows I don't love it, but yeah, that's it's just that's just how that you, you know that's capitalism. You got to be super yep. sexist to sell tools. Um, Colin Kaepernick loses his Nike sponsorship because he takes a knee, but nope. Thirty years of just completely woman bashing, stereotype, toxic masculinity, reinforcing bullshit. Binford's like number one star. Never lose him. He, he sells us everything we need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we are, so, we're touching all kinds yeah, of we're, we're, we're hitting, episode, we're, so. we're hitting on everything. Hey, do you want to talk about, uh, uh, like oil drilling in federally protected lands in Alaska? Do you think you can work our outrage <laughs> around to that particular issue? I, I listen, being someone from, from Michigan, I, I prefer to talk about the Flint water crisis. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair. All right. Uh, I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try and, uh, work, uh, I'm going to try and work the post office and, and the poor administration of the post well, office you, in here. So we'll get around to it. Okay. okay. So, uh, Jill, Jill points out that, you know, okay, Tim, I'm paid to be a character on Tool Time, Jill, and your character just happens to be married to a character named Jill. Uh, Tim then is trying to waffle and say, oh, it's a common name. Oh, and the, she drools in her sleep and has bad morning breath, and that's me. And Tim goes, well, those are the only two times I mentioned you by name. And which I, you know is Which the, is totally fine. If, you, if you're completely rampant with your misogyny, it, it's fine as long as you don't name names, Tim. I, I only specifically said that I hate my wife a couple times. I, I broadly talk <laughs> about hating everything related to women every episode, but that's different, man. You, and you said you said it was stupid that I was going to just like hope that my sperm gives gets you pregnant with a girl baby. Anyway, um, so girl baby and, is the misogynist sequel to Boss Baby. <laughs> Landon, I I regret to inform you that in the sequel to Boss Baby there is a girl baby who is also a boss. So is it? A girl boss baby is that what we're gonna see next I, I, I think i think it is yeah she throws staplers at people um so <laughs> who, who likes amy klobuchar jokes from two years ago folks so um anyway jill jill in the end you know is saying that she you know tim is tim is saying to jill that he's outraged that jill told the world he's having a midlife crisis that it was stupid to want another child to call him fragile even though all like just uh, again observations of fact kind of objectively true things it's Jill it's utterly the worst thing you can say to a, a male like him is you are fragile acknowledging that he is vulnerable in any way and that there's a a more sensitive side to him that 
the world doesn't see that only his wife is privy to. That belongs in the home. How dare that be aired in public? How dare you suggest that I have a problem that cannot have dirt rubbed on it to solve it? I, I am I am offended. <laughs> I am triggered. Uh, so Jill, Jill says in response, I wasn't referring to you. I was referring to the global you. And Tim goes, well, now the global me is walking around without any globes. Which, that made me quite angry, this notion that, yes, Tim, you you have been emasculated, you've been castrated because your wife spoke honestly about some of your failings and your your friends laughed at you. That line made me so mad because that is what then, that's what the the thesis for this episode became. Yes. Is... a threat to his perceived masculinity has become the problem of Jill's internal struggle of trying to fit in over peer pressure. Yeah, that is just this whole notion that that a man being humiliated or embarrassed is like suddenly someone who society needs to take pity on and we need to be it's it's like it's like the man has been violated or assaulted in some fashion because oh his bros laughed at him like that i don't i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna throw another monday morning uh creative uh curveball your way oh man creative curveballs we love them okay here here's another way this episode could go tim uh she starts saying this tim's watching it live on air right and there's a call-in number and the way that Jill has called into the show before, he mm-hmm. calls in oh. uh, pissed off about what she's saying and says something regrettable on air. Yeah. So that the next scene that we get, because we, we scene slide transition to Jill rewatching herself on the tape and cringing, we then put that on Tim and Tim cringes. And Tim comes to has a come to Jesus moment himself with how he's acted on tool time and says that he's overreacting to what she was doing on air. That would be next level. That would be really good. Like, that would be... To have them both do it and both reflect on it and both go through some growth and to see it happen... Mm -hmm. (sighs) Would be great. It'd be really good. So later, are you ready to blast it to the next one? Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm way blasted already. We're we're, we're blasting. Okay. Uh, So... Jill is, you know, later, you know, Jill has gone to the videotape. She is watching herself talking about Tim being fragile and stupid and is feeling bad about it. She looks out back. She sees uh, Wilson is out in his yard juggling rings. And so she the goes out there. The only thing that brought me joy in this episode. Uh, honestly, like when she looks at and you just see these rings flying up over the back fence and realize like, oh, thank God, Wilson is here. Oh, Wilson. <laughs> um... She goes out there and talks to Wilson about it, and and basically Wilson just listens to her as she, you know, as she tends to do, reasons through the entire thing herself, realizing, oh, these women were trashing their husbands, she wanted to explain Tim's behavior, she was intimidated by how successful these other women were, she wanted to show off what she knew about psychology, so I sold myself, I sold Tim out to make myself look good, and, and then she goes back inside, um... So, the whole joke here is that Wilson's listening to her and just going, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and she interprets his mm-hmm, 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 as uh, advice, and she's kind of just talking with herself, which yeah. holds true to her character. Yeah, she's done this you before. Know, their yeah. interactions. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the most consistent thing here. Yeah. Um, 
I want to take a break from talking about the theme of this episode uh, just to talk about something a little more fun. Uh, Yeah. Juggling. Um, Yeah, you love juggling. I do love juggling. I juggle all the time, and I've been I've gotten so much better than when I shared it with our listeners last. But oh, really? Uh, this hit me on it hit on something for me that uh, I wish it, it's a new type of joke that I wish they would expand upon with Wilson because I'm I'm sick of the face hiding gag. I realize it's a thing we got to do, but like just use the fence. Like I, mm. I get we're never gonna see his face. That's fine. Don't contrive it into holding a guitar in front of his face while he's having a private conversation with some don't be rude wilson yeah um <laughs> yeah i thought you said you what, didn't want to be negative uh <laughs> what i liked here is the fence allows <laughs> so okay i don't even know where to start here there is not everyone knows how to juggle and I, that's true <laughs> I, I, i'm living proof a, I'm not saying that as a point of pride, but like entertainers, not everyone knows how to juggle. And I know, I know the, the juggling duo who do the babushka, uh, in Adam's family. Mm. Um, I, I have a friend who is a professional juggler who, when he was in LA was asked to, uh, come to the set of Jay Leno and, um, give Hugh Jackman a refresher on how to juggle. Yeah. Like, there are people who do this for other celebrities. (laughs) What Landon's trying to say is he's deep in juggling culture. He used to be deep in juggalo (laughs) culture, and then he he traded up to juggling. There's a a moment when Wilson is uh, finished juggling, and he's stepping up to the fence where you can kind of see through the slats. And I saw that the the actual juggler was, like, shuffling away. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, Which was funny to me. But what it hit on for me is... You can have any per- kind of performer or person behind that fence doing yeah. something and having Wilson pretend to do it. Yeah, that you. There's a whole world of ludicrous stuff that we can get from that. You, and you that could have you could have ludicrous just, back there, uh, just rapping. <laughs> Wilson Wilson practicing his his rap battles for Eight Mile. <laughs> that would be so funny yeah i well look i i agree with you i also kind of realized that like oh yeah there's all kinds of cool tricks you can do with the you know with with the fence and hiding people back there at mm-hmm. the same time watching him back there i was thinking like really guys end of the seventh season of this show and what's the weird thing wilson's doing <laughs> juggling like even even flying a kite even the Wilson gag is kind of half-assed. Like, oh, I don't know. He's yeah, just, yeah. He's just juggling. Like, like it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for for like you to walk in your backyard right now. The, I guess the the global you, so to speak, who actually yeah, right. has a backyard and see your neighbor juggling. Like, it's just you know that like, it's not the weirdest thing to do. Lots of people know someone who juggles, such <laughs> as me, knowing Landon. This is. 1998 not everybody knew a juggler in 1998 yeah, you're you're right you're right the world wide web really revolutionized after, juggling after 9-11 let me tell you <laughs> juggling really skyrocketed american needed to laugh and the way that we could we could do that was by tossing three bean bags in the air and keeping them aloft oh man oh my god all right we just have to fit one oklahoma city bombing in here and i think we hit every single one <laughs> what don't forget waco and and if we're, oh yeah okay. if we were really pros we'd hit ruby ridge too so <laughs> so uh so back inside awful. it's yeah it is it's an awful podcast for awful people uh no wait oh i'm sorry god. by by awful people for great people so um 
back inside a little later, uh, Jill has cooked an elaborate Polish dinner as a peace offering for Tim. And oh, this uh, really broke my heart. Yeah, and this uh, a just f- fuck this scene from top to bottom. I brought I brought it up again. Sorry, th- th- <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I'm, get, I'm jumping just ship with my negativity here. Go. What happens in the scene? Uh, yeah. So uh, she has cooked all this. Tim comes in. She's explaining that uh, she explains about what happened to her psychologically and why she did it. And she's sorry. And she you know wants Tim to forgive her and. Tim is suddenly understanding and says, yeah, he just wanted to show off in front of the girls. I do it all the time on tool time. I know how you feel. Tim, you know, Jill says, you're not going to hold this against me. And Tim goes, no, I'm a guy. I let these things go. Um, but then, you know, he asks, well, are you really ticked off at me about this midlife crisis? And Jill says, well, it's difficult sometimes, but I'm glad you're experiencing all these new emotions. And Tim Grunt speaks and says, well, I hate new emotions. I hate all emotions. And she's, as as they're having this talk, she's like, serving him standing beside his where he's sitting serving him food yeah, onto a yeah, plate not, okay, don't love it don't don't don't, don't love it don't love <laughs> it um and then she's massaging his shoulders as he's eating the polish food that that Every that she made for him it's, microsecond of this is awful it's 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 like some of the more disgusting moments on game of thrones sometimes and then um and then Jill is saying how I understand, you know, how hard your job is being in front of the camera. How, you oh, know, how do you how do you keep oh. from getting nervous? And Tim goes, oh, there's a little thing I do. I make fun of women. Man, I fucking hate this scene. This it's, it's this might bad. be this might be the worst scene. I don't know that that therapy. It, it's it's it's, t- it's, it's it's tied with it's tied with them talking about the yeah it's tied with the therapy set or the aftermath of the therapy session where jill comes to tim and says oh i'm too critical of you it's it's this scene and that scene together in hell for all eternity (laughs) i'm picturing tim stopping into that uh that diner or the or that that gas station that gas station yeah i'm in hell i'm in hell that's how i felt through this whole episode this scene shows why this episode's broken yep because Last we saw Tim, he was incensed, he was pissed, and he was going through something. And he completely took over the thrust of this episode, the arc of this episode. Suddenly yeah. it's about his character having to come to terms with something. I just want to briefly point out, we say the word thrust on this show a lot. The thrust of an episode. I'm you know, just... you're not the you're not the first person to call me out on that the last I, week. There's a lot of thrusting going on, and and look, God bless. Okay, continue, please. Thrust away, Landon. Uh, no, I I appreciate that. I listen to podcasts where people use the same terminology all the time, and it drives me batshit insane. So, uh, I am now putting a moratorium on thrust. I'm I'm lamenting how much you say that you're thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm putting a moratorium on before you open up a jar for my thrusts. Okay, we do not see any change in Tim. Tim no. goes off screen, pissed yeah. off. He comes back. I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You're good. This is how dudes are. We just deal with <laughs> shit, man. We just deal with it. You know. You don't have to like, and, be like seen on screen. We don't. We don't get to see him work through it on his hot rod. No. Nope. And so, like. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Landon, for God's sake, just say thrusting again. Don't make those sounds. That's even worse. <laughs> I I just became speechless. Like, I don't even know what more to say. It's just that Tim Tim undergoes this emotional growth 
and stops being mad at Jill, which would have been interesting to see the process through which Tim gets there or what revelation Tim has to stop being mad. Uh, but we don't see it's, that. It's, it's almost representative of just like gen- just being at the whims of a man's mood, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. Like, I'm pissed off. Oh, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to get him back? And he comes back, and he's fine. He's like, okay, so I'm fine. You're good. We're fine. We're okay. I'm not pissing you off anymore. Are we good? How about a, how about oh, a bratwurst? Okay, well, let me just like, wait, wait on you hand and foot to make sure that you're not mad at me. Let me just reorient my life around keeping you happy. I hope you... Yeah. And and Jill isn't even like, you know what? I... I again, they, they very quickly brush past something interesting, which is, oh, I kind of understand... Like, it would have been... Here's another Monday morning writing, writer's room. Oh, man. Uh, three of them. Jill, Jill feeling more power uh, uh, when she's on screen and, like, getting carried away. I don't even feel like she gets carried away in, in the episode. And, no. you know, the, the, yeah, the, the thing interview that she's doing. Top, yeah. She's just, you know, she starts explaining. And there's no point of, you know, exaggerating to um, really showboat to you know the the people on the panel with her it's she's just being honest as you said earlier yeah. so when she says i now understand what it's like you know or what is it like for you when you're on you know doing that every day like that would have been a much better question to ask had she you know really tried to to overplay her hand but no we don't get that no we don't we don't get that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I monologued and then I went silent. No, no, no. I mean, I like. I'm sorry. I don't have a more substantial response to your monologue. That's all there is. It's just kind of, it's just kind of rough. Um, okay. Well, look. Let's blast it to the last scene. Let's blast to the last, if you will. Okay. So moratorium on thrusting, but not blasting. No, no, no. Blasting. We're gonna we're gonna stick with for at least until I overuse it, and then and then we have to stop. Okay. So back right. at tool time, we start off with with a brief breath of beautiful fresh air a promo for Saginaw cheese remember Saginaw cheese I sure do um, cheese is great and then they rush over to the hot rod at, where that is under a uh, canopy and they're going to reveal Tim's newly completed hot rod and it's going to be this big fanfare by the way no, actually, I'll, I'll explain it first. They pull okay. the, the right. they pull the curtain off the hot rod. Oh, but the interior hasn't been finished. Well, it turns out the new colors that they picked didn't match the interior or the engine. So Tim ripped out the interior and also the engine. So the hot rod actually isn't done, and it's going to be another three months. And and Tim and or like or Al and Mark and Randy, like everybody who's watching, just goes, "Oh no." And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the seventh season is, oh, th- th- this big buildup that, that Tim is going to show off his completed hot rod. Oh, but the hot rod's actually not completed. Also, yeah. the big thing for me that I really haven't talked about in this episode yet, Tim has barely mentioned the hot rod this season. He's barely worked yeah. on it. Yeah. It hasn't really factored yep. into any plot lines. It's not been a, a thing. Like, I could have... I've forgotten and, repeatedly that Tim is even restoring a hot rod at the moment. It's just not a and factor. And I'm, I'm somewhat thankful for that. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, I, they should have kept it that way. But then this episode, <laughs> they're... Like, this is a major B-plot. It's like, oh, the hot rod is almost done. The hot rod's almost done. Guys, guys, the hot rod's almost done. Can you believe it? We're gonna see the hot rod. Finally, the hot rod. They haven't talked about it. They're talking about it <laughs> like we've been anticipating it. It's like... It's like 
someone who's never seen a Marvel movie going to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness or whatever <laughs> and being like, oh, I don't, who, why am I supposed to be excited about who these people are? Or moreover, it's like me going to see a, a lot of Marvel movies and being like, why should I be excited about this person in this costume? What what does that mean? Why do I care? <laughs> I, it, 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 they really just like, they, even with how flimsy, with how little there was in this episode, they they looked at it and were like, shit, we still need more. Uh, I don't know, hot rod stuff, I guess. Hot rod. Yeah, maybe he's done with the hot rod. Oh, well, we don't have the we don't have a finished hot rod to show on screen. Uh, okay, then he's says he's gonna be finished with the hot rod, but he's not finished with the hot rod. Can we work that? Yeah, great. Okay, let's go home. Like it's Can can we acknowledge also tying this back to the first scene of this episode where Tim is shutting Al down for making color suggestions because uh, the whole process of having to go, you know, like the fucking thing that the big deal that Tim makes about choosing your colors carefully ultimately turns out to not be true. So yeah. the, the entire first three minutes of this episode are completely irrelevant. I mean, they were completely irrelevant anyway, but especially so <laughs> now. Yes. But I mean, like without, without Al getting one last dig in there of like, you know, calling Tim out on his bullshit from the first scene, it's just like, Oh, yeah, that thing where I was making a big deal about matching your colors? Well, I didn't yeah. match my colors, and uh, no one's going to say anything. And yeah. We're just no. going to end it, and you got more Hot Rod stuff to look forward to. Yay! Yeah, there, there, is, there is no accountability in this world whatsoever. It's, um, <laughs> I, I am, I, I like, when this ended, and I was like, I, is this really the season finale? Like, there's got, is there, is there, is there one more the DVD? Last- the last words spoken in unison by Mark, Randy, and Jill are, oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, that could not have summed up this episode it's better like, for me. It's like the moment in in the movie Cats where where the, there's the, this big, crazy opening musical number going on, and then McCavity, the evil cat, is watching at a distance, and there's this big break in the music, and you just get a shot of McCavity, who is just almost reacting genuinely to the events of the movie, just going, what? Like that. (laughs) Similarly, Jill, Randy, and Mark are all kind of reacting genuinely to what's going on in this episode. Just like, oh, man. It's, you know, in that moment, you know, you're not acting anymore. You you just, just the realness of what you're feeling comes through. (laughs) Yeah, this is what Kubrick hopes for with 700 takes on a scene. It's just you're completely broken and no longer acting. You're uh, just you're just existing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is this is why he destroyed Shelley Duvall's passion for acting was to try and get to to this level of of the season finale of season 7 of Home Improvement. <sighs> oh my god, Truman. Landon. We got well, we, I guess we got some outtakes here. Uh nah, do Sparky we? flubs a line. Yep. Jill flubs a line. Yep. Um, Jill flubs another line. Yep, yep. Another another flub flubber Rooney. The the the, um, the writers of Home Improvement flub an entire episode. So, <laughs> Truman, I'm afraid to ask, but what do we learn from this episode? We learned that you you that that we should have ended this season last at week. Like that's that's what we learned. We should have just cut cut it off at 24. And it's usually. We only get about 24 episodes a season, so why? We have one extra episode here. No one asked for this. Was there yeah. a curse of some sort? Is it a punishment, <laughs> maybe, for us? 
<laughs> they have to do things in factors of five, <laughs> 25. It's oh, like, I don't know. Might be another plot from uh, from the, the uh, sidekick of the Batman villain, Seven Pounds, Factors of Five. Or or no, it's actually, it's the gang. <laughs> it's the party of five who did this to us. Um, what did you learn? I, I, I learned that um, toxic masculinity Ooh. is a very, very fragile fallacy. Uh, that, if challenged, even in the slightest, falls apart, and the fact that men center their identities around it can create very dangerous situations like January 6th. Wow. You, <laughs> the, you did it, Landon! On the Capitol. You, you, got, you got them all! You got them all! <laughs> I, I, this is... The most controversial episode of Grunt Work. I want to just straight apologize. I, and I want <laughs> this and is I, not where I usually like to go. And and look, I want to straight up apologize to um to all of the listeners who had the Exxon Valdez spill and the Challenger disaster on their bingo cards. I'm sorry we didn't hit them this time. We'll try again. I guess next <laughs> next season and see how we do. Oh, I'm surprised they they didn't do a callback this episode to the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of humanity in this episode, Landon. That's what I'll. There's that's what I'll say. Not. No, there's not. There's not. Oh um, boy, we have one more thing we need to cover. Yeah, uh, which is <clears throat> the, grunt, the count. grunt count. Landon, how many grunts were there in this episode? Big fat smoking zero. Yep, yep. It was smoking all right. Um. Yep, nope, there were no, no grunts. Not much else to say about it. Zero grunts. And you know what? I'm glad they didn't sully any grunts with, with the participation in this episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, um, as we were wrapping season seven, I, I kind of want to just take a look back real quick and think back to the first couple seasons where we were thinking maybe we would be able to create a Rosetta Stone um, and and translate what grunts could mean. And I think that that's not going to happen. I, I, I think we, we have all the data we're going to get. Yeah. I we, we thought a lot of things about where this show was going to take us when we started making it. That just, you know, different world now. We're, we're different mm -hmm. people. <laughs> well, we're going to have some more probing questions to ask you about the grunts in our season spectacular. But, Hello. Uh, we'll, Snap we'll of a rubber glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, see, you were saying last week that 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 uh, prostate exam jokes weren't funny, but you just laughed at mine. So uh, I uh, did. You, you Mostly got, you to got just hoisted. bolster the energy as we exit this episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the true. season. I, I I hate that we're jettisoning off the season on such a sour note. That sucks to me. We, and well, so I'm I, hoping <laughs> we can inject some, you know, some positivity into our. Season finale, uh, our season finale, the super spectacular, and some of our bonus episodes. Let's completely half-ass our season finale and make it super misogynistic <laughs> too. Let's just follow in the show's <laughs> footsteps. We learned it from no, watching you, I Dad. Refuse. No, no. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's just have a little chat since this episode came in. <laughs> I was gonna say early, <laughs> but that's comparing it to our two-hour episodes of late. Well, um, yeah, like, it would still be great if we could not have a two-hour episode, so let's, yeah, let's, agreed, let's chat. Agreed, but, Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, since we're at the end of the season, thought we can talk a little bit about what everyone can expect from us over the next, uh, I don't know, couple weeks, couple months. Um, we are 
going straight into our super spectacular after this, folks. Uh, so we're going to take next week off uh, while we prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And we got some surprises in store for you during our midseason break. We're going to go from our super spectacular into our bonus episodes. Oh, we've yeah. talked. We've got some... Um, uh, we got some suggestions for movies. Truman, <laughs> since we had um, uh, Megan Kavanaugh on last uh, week or two uh, weeks ago. Oh, I saw I saw the Discord discourse earlier today. If we're talking about a league of their own. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I mean, I would watch it any day of the week. I yeah, fucking yeah, love that movie that, so much, and I said so last time. Uh, a, a movie that has uh, positive things to say about women? Uh, great. I could use <laughs> that right now. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so maybe i don't know we'll we'll see how crazy we get on this mid-season break uh but we're gonna be um if you aren't on our discord you can reach out to us on twitter or instagram let us know what some of your favorite episodes of grunt work is i you know i don't want to sound too self-serving but i'd be curious we always get um you know feedback on what favorite episodes of home improvement are but as we kind of gear up for our last season of Grunt Work, I want to play some fan favorite Grunt Work episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly, I have some of my favorites, but I have no idea what the fans like. And well, maybe I should ask you this, Truman. Do, <laughs> do you have favorite episodes of podcasts? Uh, like you listen to the Flophouse a lot. Do you? I- do you? Certain ones stick out in your memory. I mean, certain ones do stick out in my memory. Certainly, the food fight episode of of the Flop House is a, <laughs> is a highlight for me. Bullet to the head, etc. All right. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a Truman's pick. We'll do a Truman's pick. We'll do a Landon's pick, and we'll do some fan favorites, inter intersperse, um, between season seven and season eight. Uh, it's going to be a little bit longer of a break this time as we really amp up uh, for our final season. I think I want to bring my best self to it, and um, as do I. I just need to get some things settled in my life um, before I can fully concentrate. And I hope, I hope to God the show meets me there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring my a game. I expect the show to bring its egg a game. Uh, gritting my teeth, <laughs> clasping my hands in prayer. And well, actually I want to, I'm going to rewind a little bit and give a final thought on this episode, which is I am here for home improvement. I, you know, I realize we have a complicated history with this show at this point, yes. but I am still a home improvement fan. And the reason I feel so incensed by an episode like this is that it's not meeting my expectations for the quality of what the show can deliver. Uh, the, the, yes. Agreed. To, like two, three episodes ago. I mean, I had probably one of my favorite episodes of the series. I, I am yeah. upset that the show could be doing that. The show is capable of doing that. They have a cast and they have a writer's room and a crew that is capable of doing that. And it seems like they sometimes choose not to. Yes. It, it feels like a very inconsistent writer's room at this point. That they're all just kind of writing their own stories from their own personal experiences, maybe. Uh, like, this happened to me once. We can probably string something together from that. And there's just <laughs> a lack of consistency in quality and, and storylines. And also, care- careful, though, because, that is, again, our Gruntwork Nights episodes recently have become more and more like, well, this happened to me recently. You want to talk about it? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah. um... Uh, okay, I mean, I'll take whatever criticism anyone has for work nights, <laughs> and, you, you, and I will look, immediately apologize and rescind the episode if you want me to. I, I just, I'm saying, we look into the darkness too closely. That darkness is going to look back at us. And, and and I'm saying the difference is, I am fine to have a healthy reaction to whatever that darkness looks at me as, whereas Great. I don't feel like this show or Tim would. 
Yes. Good. Agreed. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're between seasons. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you what your favorite episodes of Gruntwork are, what movies or bonus episodes you want to see from us. This is our last mid-season break, so we really want to do it right. Um, and we'll we'll reach out to you soon in one of our episodes with a uh, a, a timeline for when we come back for season eight. Woo! <laughs> Woo! The excitement. Contain yourself. I... <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, all right. What, what do we do so, now? <laughs> we end the episode unless there's anything else we didn't touch on that you want to. Uh, you know, you know. Wait, uh, can we uh, can we talk about? Mm, no, I'm trying to think. Oh, anthrax. We didn't talk about the anthrax scare. Okay, so that's one <laughs> okay. No, we're topic. okay. We're moving on. Yeah, grunt work is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed, if you listened to today's episode, there you go. That's better. and want to help us create the show. Consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps others find the show if that's something you want to spread to the world. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at gruntworkpod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash joke. <laughs> Where you can also see other information on today's episode. And until next week. No. <laughs> no, no, Landon, take, not at take all. Take two. Okay, Take yeah, two. Re-rack. Uh, edit that part out. Yeah, cut, yeah, okay. The fl- <laughs> flip that, reverse it. Okay. And until, well, until next time. <laughs> We're not even bringing them an episode of Home Improvement, my God. Until next time, when we bring you our season spectacular for season seven. Now, oh, for fuck's sake, this is just falling apart. Truman, I'm Landon. Landon, I'm Truman, and remember, eh, I, I don't know, love each other, be nice to women, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>